The 2019 AFLW Under-18 Championships came to a close last week after a very competitive week on the Gold Coast, which saw nine games played across three days. Some entertaining games, some interesting results, a couple of upsets along the way as well, which you can go back and hear through the Final Siren podcast. Thanks to Draft Central, we had a podcast available after every day, so make sure you go back and tune into that as we discuss the better players from those games. But in this edition of the Final Siren podcast, thanks to Draft Central, we're going to do something a little different. And before I explain what we're going to do, I'll introduce Pete Williams. Uh, how are you, Pete? Yeah, feeling really good. Excited about uh, doing something different today for the podcast. Now, what we're going to do is uh, obviously the MVPs were given out and we all uh, agreed yeah, on who, who was awarded that. But we thought we'd do a player of the week. Now, those MVP awards are from across the championship, so both the round one and round two games. What we're going to do here as part of the Draft Central team is do a player of the week just focused on the three days from the Gold Coast, and we've excluded the MVPs. So we're not including the MVPs in our votes. We've gone a 3-2-1 system, and at the end of that, we're going to have a player from each uh, squad. So from the Central Allies, the Eastern Allies... Queensland, Vic, Vic Country, Vic Metro and WA. We're going to have a player for that. And then what we're going to do is open it up to all you guys out there to nominate your player of the week as well through the social media channels. But we'll explain all that uh, a little later on in the po- podcast. And what we're going to do is we've got four nominations, if you like, for the 3 two, one system. Uh, myself, Matthew Cox, I should say. Pete Williams, the chief editor, has... Have, we've done our votes completely separate. Yep. So we don't know who, which uh, who uh, each of us has voted. No. So that's going to be a bit exciting. Could be uh, could be some great raw footage. So it's uh, live mm. and it's audio, Pete, because it's a podcast, not footage. Um, then you've got Taylor Melky, the assistant chief editor, who joined us for the final podcast on Friday, and also Sophie Taylor, the women's footy editor, who have also done their nominations. They're already up on the the whiteboard to to paint the picture. We're currently in a room. We've got a whiteboard going, live voting. It's all very interesting. A disclaimer before we go to air. The views expressed by the voters are their own personal opinion, nothing else. Um, So let's get underway. We're starting with the Central Allies, and I'm going to read out the votes first for Taylor Melke. Uh, She voted for Jamie Tabb for three votes. Two votes to Taylor Hartalooney and one vote to Miskin Ripia. Sophie Taylor had three votes to Charlton, two votes to Tegan Usher and one vote to Miskin Ripia. So at the conclusion of the opening round of voting, uh, we have uh, Miskin Ripia on two, Usher on two, Hartalooney on two, Three to Charlton and three to Tab. Over to you, you do Pete Williams. All right. So for my votes, for one vote to get on the board, I went uh, with uh, Stephanie Williams. So 
She had the one vote. Uh, for the two vote. Why? Just let, brief oh, summary. Just, uh, just some exciting plays throughout the week. Uh, not the highest uh, ball winner compared to some of the others, but had a lot of exciting plays. And I really exci- uh, really liked some of her uh, run out of defence that she created. So uh, I thought she was deserving of one vote, as were there was quite difficult. Yes, it was. And I'll, I'll agree with that. I think she did have a good week. Uh, and for my two votes, I went with Jamie Tab. Uh, obviously, yeah, The uh, I, I sort of went with the same as Taylor in the sense that uh, we both thought she played really well. She was great in the midfield. Uh, and for my three votes, I went Tia Charlton. So uh, that puts her into the lead. Um, and, yeah, I just thought she was terrific, particularly uh, on a couple of the earlier days. And um, particularly on the first day, she took a heap of marks and was really dominant around the ground. And it's worth mentioning she's not uh, eligible um, till next year. So she's a really exciting prospect uh, considering all, all that. Okay, so my votes yes. for the Central Allies. I gave one vote to Hannah Munyard. Uh, I thought she had a very consistent week across the three games. Two votes I gave to Tia Charlton, the 17-year-old. So that's a, a name that's popped up on the board consistently. And my three votes went to Jamie Tab. Now, why I picked her for three... Not only was there her tackling pressure from across the week, all three games, she just applied enormous pressure on the opposition. Her use, her, her disposal use was also consistent across the three days and mostly effective. And when the Central Allies were in a bit of a rut, particularly on Friday, it took them a while to get into the, to the game um, because they were just restricted from scoring from Queensland. I thought she was one of the players that just tried to get them involved, tried to get them up and going. So she got... My three votes, which means, Pete, when we calculate it all up... Uh, I believe we have a tie at the top. Uh, Jamie Tab and Tia Charlton both have eight votes, uh, voted by three of the, the four judges, if you will. So, um, very interesting. Very interesting to start off with the first, uh, first tie of the day. And if you don't agree with us, head to the Draft Central social media accounts to find the vote for... or not vote, but just to post your comment of, as to who was the... Player of the Week for the Central Allies in Round 2 of the AFLW Under-18 Championships for 2019. We're moving now to the Eastern Allies. By the way, this is the final Siren podcast. Thanks to Draft Central for a full recap of the week's action and also scouting notes from across the week. Head to afl.draftcentral.com.au and click on the uh, AFLW Championships tab that is on the website. I'm very excited about this. I think we will have some different ones. So I'm very, because they, I thought they had a pretty even contribution. Uh, it's fairly, uh, it's worth mentioning again, doesn't include MVPs. So therefore Mia King won't be in the uh, discussion. She won the MVP as Montana McKinnon won it for Central Allies. Yes, very good there, Pete, keeping on the toes. All right, three votes. Uh, sorry, I'll start with one vote. I got a little excited. Uh, my one vote went to Zoe Harrell. I thought she had, a, again, uh, had a s- solid, consistent week. Uh, bobbed up, kicked a goal, I think, in one of the early games. Um, so I was impressed with her. Two votes to Jade Hamilton. Really liked her game, particularly on the Monday and the Wednesday. I thought she was prominent in both of those. Just faded a little bit on the Friday. Wasn't as prominent, but still attacked the footy, applied plenty of plenty of pressure. Um, my three votes went to Abby Favell from the Murray Bush Rangers. Both of those players that I've just mentioned are 17-year-olds, so we're going to see them again next year. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's going to be an exciting year, and I'm just looking because I know what my votes are. So I think we are uh, we're going to go pretty 
pretty close again, I think. I think, oh no. Um, anyway, let's, uh, I'll read out my votes. Coxie, this is going to be very interesting because we do have a different one at the, uh, the one, which is, makes it very good. Um, uh, my one vote I gave to Tani Evans. Now I thought, uh, I did actually consider Zoe Harrell as well. And there were a few in that, uh, uh, bracket. I just thought uh, I like what she did earlier in the week and, and had a pretty consistent effort uh, across the board. My two votes I gave to Abby Favell, um, who I thought, you know, like everyone's sort of vote, we've all voted for her. So, uh, you know, she was really terrific. Murray Bush Rangers product. Uh, yeah, as Coxie said, next year she'll be a really big, uh, important uh, player for them and for the Bush Rangers as a ball winner in the midfield. And my three votes, I'm sure Coxie can work out the way this is going to go based on uh, the voters. Uh, I've gone for Jade Hamilton with three. So it's good to know we pretty much all went, apart from Taylor, who had Hamilton at one, which I think is the difference. Well, we need to read through those votes. So Hamilton, Taylor Melke gave Hamilton one vote. Uh, she gave two votes to Georgia Garnett, three votes to Abby Favell. For Sophie, she gave uh, Georgia Garnett one vote, Favell two votes. And Jade Hamilton, three votes. So the mathematical genius uh, coming in here. Well, we, Pete, know, we know it's out of two, don't we? There's uh, So we've got eight, ten. Yeah. So congratulations. Abby Favell is the player of the week for the Eastern Allies, the draft central player of the week. Hamilton, just one vote behind. Uh, again, I think it, it displays the consistency mm. across the three games from both of those players in the in the middle, along with Mia King, uh, they were probably uh, yeah. the three three best players. And it was uh, reflected in the vote, so I'm really glad we all went similar similar lines for that one. So, And again, if you don't agree, head to uh, the Draft Central social sites and make your comment known to us, because we're also going to be doing a player, uh, sorry, a team of the week uh, as well for the championship. So that's coming out, afl.draftcentral.com.au will be the place to go for that. This is the final site. Siren Podcast, thanks to Draft Central. It's the under-18 girls edition coming off the back of a big week up on the Gold Coast. Let's move on to Queensland. Now, a side that didn't claim a victory last week but had the talent to. They'll be very frustrated and disappointed with the way not only the week on the Gold Coast went but the two preceding games uh, up uh, over in Western Australia went for them. No wins across the board. Again, we're just focusing purely on last week on the Gold Coast for our voting. And I'll quickly read out Taylor Melke's votes. She gave one vote to Dawes, two votes to Farquharson, three votes to Lily Postlethwaite, and for Sophie Taylor, one vote to Serene Watson, two votes to Farquharson, and three votes to Lily Postlethwaite. So Postlethwaite currently leading with six votes, four votes to Farquharson, and then it's a, a battle for the minor placings before Pete Williams now gives... His votes, away you go, Pete. All right. So uh, in my one vote, I had uh, Katara Wap-Farah. I thought she was quite good across all the, the games. It was a very hard voting uh, for Queensland because I thought there were probably about six or seven easily that I could have squeezed into the votes. Uh, number two, I had Lily Postlewaite um, as the yeah second vote. Of course, like the, like the girls put, she's been very, very consistent. Uh, and for three, I put Serene Watson. I thought uh, they were competitive in every game and she was a key reason down back and uh, I thought she was their top player, obviously, aside from Ali Hampson, who we should mention again, no MVPs included. So, therefore, um, Ali Hampson's not included in the voting. Okay. This is interesting. Ooh. I've given one vote to Daisy Darcy for Queensland, the 17-year-old from Hermit Park, Townsville. 
thought she just she was consistent. Again, my, my, the voting that I've given is from what I saw largely across the three games and what they offered, the, the hunger, the desperation, and I thought she did really, really well. I gave my two votes to Lily Postlethwaite, so I think that means that she's the winner for Queensland. My three votes I gave to Katara Watfara. Why I gave that, she was a little quiet in the latter two games compared to what she was on Monday, but I thought her second efforts around the footy, it didn't necessarily mean she got a, a touch on it, but I thought she did enough around the contest to influence it for Queensland, did some special things inside defensive 50 and along the wing. So that's why I gave her three votes. Yeah, and that's uh, quite a comprehensive win for Lily Possel fate there. She's had the 10 votes, so two lots of three and two lots of two from each of us. Uh, and then it's really level across the board after that one. Serene Watson, Katara Wap-Farah, um, yeah, they all had four. And then you had Dawes, Watson and Darcy all on the one. So really uh, close, close contest there. It certainly was. This is the final Siren podcast. Thanks to Draft Central. Head to afl.draftcentral.com.au for comprehensive coverage of the under-18 boys and girls competitions. Let's move on to Vic Country now. Uh, we'll... Say again, Lucy McAvoy, not in contention, given she was the MVP winner for uh, Vic Country from the week, uh, or across the championships, I should say. We'll start by giving out Taylor Melke's, uh votes. She gave one to Tiana Smith, two votes to Molly McDonald, and three votes to Olivia Barber. Yeah. I think they're, they're fairly accurate. What about Sophie Taylor's uh, votes? Sophie Taylor went with three different people. So this is going to be a very interesting vote count. It won't be like the other ones where we've had to um, pretty easily calculate it. She's gone with one vote, Isabella Shannon, two votes, Paige Shepherd, and three votes, Darcy Maloney. So a couple of uh, Geelong Falcons players included in there and uh, Stingrays, all three of the Stingrays have all been uh, got votes so far. So it means then the six individual players that have also been nominated. Mm. So far, okay. So my votes. I want to give an honourable mention uh-huh. to Paige Shepherd. I thought she did really well. She was given more midfield time uh, on Wednesday, I think it was, and I thought she really excelled uh, there for Vic Country. But I gave one vote to Renee Salitas, the 17-year-old from the GWV Rebels. Uh, was dangerous on Monday, a little quieter on Wednesday, and then was thrown inside defensive 50 on Friday, and I thought she was solid there. So that's why I gave her one vote. Two votes I gave to Olivia Barber, also a 17-year-old, but from the Murray Bush Rangers. She was dominant on Monday, obviously that she kicked four goals, but the fact that she could do things at ground level, she could take a contested mark, she was presenting, she had an impact inside 50. And that was consistent across Wednesday and Friday when she also was thrown in, into the ruck on various occasions. So she got my two votes. And my three votes went to Sophie Molan from the GWV Rebels. She, again, didn't, didn't do too much that was flashy or eye-catching, but I just thought she had a solid week, a solid performance, she was a leader out on the park for them, helped to, to structure things up, particularly on Friday when she was given the captaincy, I think, off the top of my head. Um, so I thought she had, a, a again, a consistent and solid week. So they're my, my votes, which heading into the final round of voting, Pete Williams, where are we at? Uh, well, it looks like uh, Olivia Barber's up at uh, the five votes. And after that, it's a bit of a... Everyone else's individual voting. Mumble so, mess. <laughs> yeah. So you've got uh, Sophie Molan there with the uh, the, the three votes, uh, as is 
Darcy Maloney, and then you've got Molly McDonald, uh, Paige Shepherd with uh, the two each, and then you've got Smith, Shannon, and Salidas uh, with one vote each. Okay, all right, your votes. Yeah. Big country. One vote. Yeah, one vote. I went with Tyana Smith. I thought she was consistent across the week, really impressive. She's another uh, middle-aged player that's still a year off. So That was going to be my other honourable mention. Yeah, yeah. Um, with the two votes, and now I realise how impactful these votes are, <laughs> I went with Sophie Molan uh, for the two votes, which uh, you can probably guess where it's going to go now. And uh, the eventual winner of this uh, vote count, uh, Olivia Barbara went with the three, just because I think she actually really stepped up early in the carnival, um, dominated the forward proceedings, uh, was able to really hit scores. Because I know at uh, NAB League level, she's done all the hard work. We've seen all her defensive pressure and all that. She just couldn't quite get her set shots right. But uh, early in the carnival, she was just nailing them, and um, as well as like just from contests. So um, I think considering her age and the fact she's come in and actually had a real impact up forward, uh, yeah, that, that gave me the, uh, the nod for that. Yeah, but she's going to be a, a player to watch out for next year in the NAB League Girls competition and then heading back into the championships as well. She's shown a bit of versatility, which is very exciting from a 17-year-old perspective, and the Murray Bush Rangers should be fairly happy with the talent that they've got there. All right, let's move on to Vic Metro uh, for Taylor Melky. She gave one vote to Elizabeth Georgia Stathis. I think that's uh, appropriate. Mm -hmm. Two votes to Ellie McKenzie. Again, solid, but only played the two games as a 17-year-old. Pretty good games. Pretty good Mm -hmm. games. And they weren't her best games because they weren't in the conditions that she would have Mm -hmm. liked. The boggy conditions at Southport, drizzly conditions at Metricon in the two games that she played. She would have loved a dry track because we've seen what she can do in the earlier games of the year. Um, Three votes, though, to Gabby Newton. Uh, for the Vic Metro side. Again, just a versatile player across the park. But that was Taylor Melky. What about Sophie Taylor, Pete? Yeah, Sophie went down a similar line. Uh, we went with uh, Ali McKenzie for the one vote. Uh, the difference, uh, point of difference between the girls was Cleo Saxon-Jones. She gave two, which was uh, quite consistent forward throughout the uh, carnival. And uh, Gabby Newton, she went with the three. So obviously... Gabby Newton's the very early leader uh, with six votes. And, of course, Georgia Patricios not in contention because she was not only the Vic Metro MVP mm. but also the championships MVP was incredibly dominant, all-class Georgia Patricios. Okay, my three votes. Are you ready for this one, Pete? So, one vote... Uh, sorry, no, you're going first in this yeah, one. I, I, was <laughs> ready to, I was ready to do it and then you... you sorry, I'm jumping the gun. I'm getting excited. Right. Um, so my, you can tell that this is all live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my, uh, my one vote uh, went to Ali McKenzie. Uh, obviously, similar to girls. Look, she only played the two games. I reckon if she'd played three, she might have well got up to the top of those votes. Um, my number two vote, I went with Gabby Newton. Uh, ooh. 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 Oh, I'm intrigued now to hear what oh, your three vote was. Okay. Yeah. Go, no? Go and explain why you gave uh, Newton two. Well, she was very good over the carnival. Um, Obviously. <laughs> uh, no, I just thought, look, I thought she played, she was one of the best, uh, obviously, final day and was good Wednesday and okay Monday. Like, she was solid in the best few. The person I gave three was across, similar to a Sophie Molan from the last vote, of I thought she was probably best five or six across all the games. Um, and my three vote went to Elizabeth Georgia Stathis. I just thought she was really consistent um, she might not have been the best on each day, but I just thought she stood up when they needed her. Like, um, 
particularly on that Wednesday. She had a great last quarter and got him over the line and it was really impressive. And those kind of moments stand out to me and that's why I gave her the, the three votes. And that's why I also gave her one vote because I felt that she did stand up in the moments that they needed her to. She created some drive in pivotal moments of the game, uh, particularly going forward. She'd receive a hot handball coming out of the contest and was able to do something with it. So I gave her one vote for that. I just thought I would have liked to see it just a little bit more consistency. I thought she just bobbed up every now and again, just getting some consistency through the four quarters uh, is what I would have liked to see. My second vote, she's a player that's not up on the board. And I gave it to her, again, similar to Georgia Stathis, she bobbed up at crucial stages and I just realised I've done all this for the three players that I've selected for Vic Metro. Um, they bobbed up at, play, at stages in the crucial moments, but just looked composed with ball in hand, made right decisions. I gave it to uh, Sarah Sansonetti. I gave my two votes too. Three votes I gave to Gabby Newton. Now, you, yeah, she looks like she's going to be the clear winner from the, uh, yeah, the we votes. Don't, we don't need to uh, work, uh, calculate no. too hard for this one. No, didn't need the, uh, the calculator for that, but... What I liked, and as I said about the preceding two players, is that she, she bobbed up in the crucial moments. Friday was clearly her best game. She was thrown into the midfield to be able to, to do that. Uh, but, but what I also liked about Newton was that she played three different lines across the three different days. She played defensively on the Monday, forward on the Wednesday. And again, similar to probably Georgia Stathis and even more so Sansonetti, she bobbed up at the right moments and was able to do something win it, with it and even though they, you know, they weren't uh, close encounters or close contests, but she ensured that she did her absolute best. That's why I gave her three votes. Yeah, no, like she thoroughly deserved it. And I had a feeling that uh, Gabby Newton might get the uh, the points here. I just thought I'd throw up a, another name, but she's clearly like, yeah, stand out across the week and um, a great job by her. And I didn't give any to Mackenzie, even though I reckon she's going to mm. be potentially the number one draft pick next year, the way that she's going, but... Because she played only the two games and because we didn't get to see the absolute best of her. Um, mm. So I'm excited to see what she can do going forward. But all the other names, Saxon Jones was uh, was prominent. Georgia Stathis, as we've mentioned, was, was a good player. And apart from that, fairly consistent across the voting line here on the final Siren podcast. Thanks to Draft Central. Head to afl.draftcentral.com.au for a full wrap-up of the 2019 AFLW Under-18 Championships. We're into our final team now it's Western Australia, uh, an interesting week for them. But again, some standout players. Michaela Bowen was the uh, MVP for them last so week or across the, the championship series. A classy player, a really good, consistent, solid player. She's excluded from our Player of the Week votes here for Draft Central. Taylor Melke, she gave one vote to Morrison, two votes to Strom, and three votes to Roxy Roo. Yeah, and similar to Sophie Taylor, who went Strom for the one vote, Michaela Hyde, she gave to two, and then Roo, she gave three. So right now she's ahead with the uh, six votes. Uh, Strom's on three, and then Hyde has two, Morrison one. Cue the drum roll. Here we go. This is the uh, All right. live action. Uh, okay, for my vote's for Westerst. It is my turn this yes, time. It yes, it is. Yep, Making that clear. Uh, one vote I gave to Roxy Roo. Um, I felt she was a little quiet in Wednesday's game, but apart from that, was prominent across the board. And I just felt that there was too big of a difference between her better games 
and what she uh, performed on Wednesday. Just a little inconsistency there. So that's why I marked her a little harshly because I know what she is capable of doing. I gave two votes to Naira Anderson. I thought she was prominent throughout the week. Again, similar to Bowen, very consistent. Picked up particularly in the Wednesday and Friday games, uh, but liked her. My three votes went to what I consider to be the second best ruck across the championships, Mim Strom. She had a fairly handy coach given Bo McDonald was uh, in charge of Western Australia. But not only was her size important in the ruck contest, but her smarts and her ability to do stuff around the ball. I mean, she got a little touched up by Karras on Friday against Vic Country, but I still think she positioned herself really well. She provided a viable option and got some uh, touches as well. So she got my three votes, which how are we looking after that, Pete? Uh, yeah, Rue's still in front with seven. Uh, Strom is on six. Uh, and then, yeah, Anderson and Hyde, two each. Uh, Morrison, one. All right, your votes, please. Where's the drum roll? Yeah. Uh, one vote. Very ordinary drum roll. <laughs> uh, for my one vote, I, I like the way you're thinking. I went Naira Anderson. Uh, so I think we're thinking along the si- same lines here. But uh, That's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, for my two votes, I went with uh, Strom. So she was uh, quite consistent. I really liked her as a ruck. Uh, yeah, I thought she did everything quite well. Uh, and yeah, Roxy Rue for the three. So she'll take it out. But um, realistically, I did think those three outside of Bowen were the were the three to, to keep an eye on. They were terrific. The only other one that I'd probably uh, pesked popped mm. up particularly later in the week. Um, just a special mention there. I like my special mentions. And given that these votes were incredibly hard to decipher, there were some great players from across the week of action up on the Gold Coast. It produced some exciting football. And I think the other thing to take out from all of these votings, we've got a number of 17-year-olds that stood out there on the weekend, which goes to show... When you look at it from a development pathway perspective, these girls coming through the system now have had a, a pathway pretty much since their early teens. So we, we're slowly getting to the era of going from Auskick all the way through, which is being shown through the mm. skills that uh, <laughs> Pete Williams nearly knocking over the equipment there. Um which goes to show the skills that are coming through is a step and a class above what has preceded it. Yeah, 100%. And like even seeing, uh, well, there's how many? There's three three bottom uh, middle age they do for the girls. It's bottom ages for the boys. So that's where some confusion, if we've said bottom age, technically the term's middle age only because 16-year-olds can also play in the comp for the um, for the females, where for the boys it's top and bottom age because generally 16-year-olds don't play until the end. So if there's that confusion, if we say bottom age, sometimes we're generally, well, certainly for these champs, there weren't 16-year-olds. So they're, um, we're certainly, when we say bottom age, we mean the middle age crop. So next year's draft. So to recap from the Central Allies, the Draft Central Player of the Week went to Jamie Tab and Tia Charlton. For the Eastern Allies, it went to Abby Favell. From Queensland, Lily Postlethwaite. From Vic Country, Olivia Barber, a 17-year-old. From Vic Metro, Gabby Newton. And from Western Australia, Roxy Rue. Yeah, and Favell and uh, Charlton, of course, are in that 17-year-old bracket as well. So we'll get to see them again next year. We certainly will. If you thought differently, if uh, you've got any opinions that you want to express or put players potentially forward for the player of the week from all six sides... 
Head to Draft Central AUS across Facebook, Twitter, uh, maybe Instagram, depending mm. if we've got a couple of photos to put up from the uh, the player of the week because uh, we were happy snapping while we were up there. Um, plus also conducting a lot of interviews with players from across all the squads. So they'll be rolling out across the Draft Central website across uh, the coming months in the lead up to the draft but yes head to draft central aus across social media we'll be posting uh, the player of the week results from us and we'd love to hear your comments and next week on the uh, under 18 girls edition we'll read some of the best ones out so uh, make sure you head across to there pete yeah uh it'll be really uh, exciting to see what Maybe some of the uh, others who watched the games thought or um, perhaps they agreed and just want to tell us how good we are. I don't know. <laughs> um, but certainly, I, certainly I think that um, it's been a great uh, exercise. And we've seen, um, although we've sort of gone along the same track and that most the winners, we all sort of had the winners somewhere in our votes. It's good to see often for the two or one vote, there were different players because it is quite hard to fit just three players into votes. I reckon I could have given about five mm. one votes. Um I'm glad we just kept it to the 3-2-1 yeah. because it was hard enough trying to fit it in. But there's plenty of standout performers, plenty to look forward to. Over the coming weeks, uh, in addition to uh, receiving your feedback from the, the Player of the Week, we will be going through side-by-side from the Championship Series, evaluating the top prospects heading into the AFLW Draft a little later in the year. So plenty of content still to come, and you can head to afl.draftcentral.com.au for everything you need when it comes to under-18 girls footy. We've got it covered for you. Thank you very much, Pete Williams. It was a stressful exercise in the lead-up to it. but It's great fun. It was very enjoyable. We hope you enjoyed it at home too. And we look forward to bringing you another edition of the Final Siren Podcast, the Under-18 Girls Edition, next week. Thanks to Draft Central.